right. How's that for a great way to start your Monday morning? That was Jeff Healy Band with See the Light. And uh, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to kick off the show is Devorah Blackor. She's the author of The Feminist Guide to Raising a Little Princess, How to Raise a Girl Who's Authentic, Joyful, and Fearless, Even If She Refuses to Wear Anything But a Pink Tutu. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for Janine, calling. How are you? Good. I got such a kick out of the title of this book. <laughs> so Good. This, this is obviously close to home, isn't it? <laughs> this is close to home. This is about my personal experience of having a little girl who went, went uh, bananas for Disney princesses, oh, no. even though I was Disney and princess of Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, I mean, you're a feminist. And what did you think when she first started going bonkers for pink tutus? Well, at first I was surprised. And, you know, I just didn't anticipate it. I didn't really think it through. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, imagine that I had a daughter <laughs> whose interests would be so different from mine. Yes. And um, and I didn't, you know, I was very naive because I didn't, I didn't imagine that uh, merchandising and marketing would be so effective oh, yeah. in um, <clears throat> in reaching my kids. Oh, yes. If I wasn't if I wasn't the one bringing it into the house, I thought I could control what comes into my house, and that's not the case. I know because they're so heavily influenced. I mean, you in one one side of it, you want them to be their own person, but the other side, you're going, wait a minute, you're you're brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> Snap out of it. Well, that's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the balance of parenting, which I discovered, um, because you can't control everything, and that's that's not a bad thing. You know, that's a good thing for us to learn, especially those of us who might be more prone to controlling. <laughs> and um, And sometimes you just have to surrender and let it go and try to negotiate the, you know, what, what, what's happening, because... You know, I didn't bring the princesses into my home. They came in via my in-laws and friends of my daughters. Right. But eventually, I admit, I, you know, after a time, um, because I started to read up a lot on the subject, and I concluded that it wasn't as damaging, it wasn't damaging in the way that I had feared, yes. you know, and it was um, actually the things that I really feared were separate from the princesses and the, femi- you know, the girly girl Tiara culture. Right. Um, what was what was really bothering me was actually separate from that, um, and I had other issues. So you know, once I really reconciled, I admit I enabled her. I took her to Disney. I bought her a princess lunch so <laughs> uh-huh. she could meet the princesses. <laughs> so the book is also about how I learned. You know, it just brought her such joy. I know. And that coupled with the fact that I I couldn't find any convincing evidence that girls who engage in princess play in a very intense and obsessive way as they do when they're toddlers, I couldn't find any, any evidence linking that to some of the problems that girls have later in adolescence as, and as young women. Sure. Did you ever hear of the book? I think it's called The Paperback, Paper Bag Princess. Of course. Of okay. course. I love I, you that know, story. It, I, I like the book, too. And actually, my daughter, it was her favorite book for a time. And it was her favorite book for a time before she got into this, this princess stuff. You know, mm-hmm. when she was about two, she really liked that book. And I don't know if she totally got it, 
but right. <laughs> she liked it. Um, that's a very sweet book. Yeah, well, well, I and, like that book And too. your focus reminds me of that. It's like, okay, you can be a princess, but you can be tough and badass and, you know, and, <laughs> and there's other messages. It's not just pink and, you know, you can yeah. be powerful. You can just be who you are and yes. you can take what you want. And as parents, our, you know, we, our, our role is not to to block everything out, but it's more like to help our kids negotiate um, and and have the tools to cope with what comes along and analyze what comes along. I mean, you know, when they're three, you're not really going to have serious conversations with them, but of certainly course. as they grow older, you can talk to them about the messages right. that they might be getting and about the things that you're fearing for them um, and, and talk about how the culture could influence them and the beauty ideal and the, the culture which tells girls to be passive and to be quiet and all that, you can address those. But um, the princesses themselves, I, I admit that I grew to like them. I even <laughs> love a few. Good. And, uh, <laughs> <cute>. <laughs> and uh, we're, pretty, we're a pretty princess-friendly house right now. It sounds like a whole dissertation for somebody's doctorate, <laughs> you know, because it's it's interesting what happens. I mean, you go into this with one mindset and it kind of evolves. And But let me ask you this question. Do you think it's possible for parents to, you know, let their kids embrace this whole princess obsession, but, you know, help them understand, you know, kind of reject the sexist messages that go along with it? Yeah, but and also like the when they embrace what I discovered is that when these little girls embrace the princesses, they're not necessarily embracing those messages. They really mm -hmm. just like them on a very superficial level, and um, those messages I think come later. I'm not sure. You should talk to a developmental <laughs> <laughs> somebody who, who studies early childhood development. But little girls who play with princesses. They don't, the, the, the beauty of the princesses doesn't make them feel bad about themselves. They think they're as beautiful as the princesses. They think they are the princesses. You're right, you're right. And, and at age six, um, at age six is the age when girls start to express dissatisfaction with the way they look. I mean, that's a sad statistic, but it happens as early as six. And I think yeah. that's when you really have to start showing girls the images that they're seeing and how they're photoshopped and unrealistic and how it's unfair and, um, mm -hmm. and how they can, you know, they can hopefully make a conscious choice to reject it. I mean, it's not so simple. This is an ongoing um, discussion that, that's going to last for years, I would hope. I know. Um, but it really is separate from these, from the princesses. I mean, you know, the, the issue of the merchandising is a, is a, separate issue yes we can't buy we can't buy all the products they ask us to buy obviously oh, you know. know part of being a parent is um <laughs> is, yeah. is establishing borders oh, of course but you know i i found my middle ground and i hope that um other princess averse parents can find the right path for them you know every family is different every child is different um there are boys out there who like princesses too of course mm -hmm. so you know it it was good. For, it was a good experience for me to open up and accept my accept that my daughter was very different than me. Yes, and also see what was good about you know some of the princess stories and discover them with my daughter. That right. was a surprisingly positive experience for me. You know, and when they're young, you know, they're doing one thing. I mean, 
I was into that whole thing. And then later on, I was skateboarding, you know, playing guitar. Right. And, I mean, they evolve. They, they gravitate towards different things at different phases in their lives. That's absolutely right. The princess phase uh, passes. Mm-hmm. Most girls um, grow out of it. They associate it with being a baby. And they, they don't want to wear pink anymore um, as they get older. And in my book, I spoke to some young women who used to identify as princess obsessed. Mm -hmm. And these were women in the last years of high school and in the first years of college. And it was amazing because they were such an interesting, engaging, diverse bunch of women. Um, They were all over the map profession-wise, you know. Yes. And and they all had a very positive outlook about that princess play, and they didn't feel like it had a negative impact on them. That's good. So, yeah, that was really good for me to to reach out to them, and I include their stories in my book. When you were deciding to do this book, did you also come up with the idea of, you know what, I'm going to interview women, or did that whole plan evolve as you were writing? Well, the reason I reached out to these women is because this princess culture is relatively new, and, you know, I'm not, I can't say anything conclusive because it's relatively new. The studies that evaluate these little girls are also new. Mm-hmm. And because they only started marketing Disney princesses to girls in 2000. That was originally reported oh. by Peggy Orenstein in her book, Cinderella Ate My Daughter. A, <laughs> a, Disney exec- yeah. <laughs> a Disney executive went to a Disney on ice show and saw little girls dressed in homemade princess dresses. Yes. If you can imagine this, it was 2000. It was so recently. So he saw an opportunity. And now the Disney Princess brand is one of the biggest brand, merchandising brands, um, you know, billion dollar brand. Of course. Um, so, you know, this phenomenon that we see of these little girls who are wearing princess dresses and tiaras and the Cinderella backpacks and the Ariel water bottles and whatever, this is a new phenomenon. So I the reason I reached out to these young women is because I think they're the first generation to come of age since Disney started to establish this, um, this princess culture. Right. Um, so that's, that's why I thought it was important because actually when Peggy Ornstein wrote her book, it was before it was when the girls were still little. Mm -hmm. So now we're seeing like the first young woman, um, emerge who fell down this rabbit hole of Disney princesses and they're doing fine. I think it's interesting. I mean, and it's interesting to see how Disney has evolved. I mean, I know from watching Frozen, I I believe one character did not end up with a love interest, you know, and I like I like that. Well, to give Disney credit, the princesses have definitely evolved. Mm -hmm. And the people who are writing these stories are not the same men who are writing Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Right. (laughs) They are they are different writers. And they're more uh, socially conscious, and they're more progressive. And the latest Dis- Disney movie, uh, Moana, has no interest, love interest at all. I know, I love it. That, not that there's anything wrong with a love interest, but right. she doesn't have a love interest, and it's a phenomenal movie. I love it. Really, really, yeah, yeah, great movie. Love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> loved it too. Devora, what would you like uh, people to take away from your book? Um, to Accept your children as they are, mm-hmm. and, they, and they might be different than what you uh, expected or hoped for, but accept your kids as they are. And, um, and, you know, some of the things that we fear 
are not worthy of our fear. And the fear is just getting in the way of us enjoying this experience of parenting. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is actually kind of funny if you can find the humor in it. Oh, yes. And um, that, that's my great. message. I think it's great. <laughs> so where can people find out more about you? Uh, they can go, go to my website. Uh, it's my name, DevorahBlacker.com. And you can find out about the book. And I'd love, I have a contact uh, link. And I'd love to hear from parents who are raising little princesses or girls and want to reach out and tell me their experiences. Okay. I have a resource on my website as well for raising girls. And, um, and there are links to buying the book if you're interested. So um, come to my website. Perfect. Devorah, thank you so much and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for calling in. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Devorah Blacker calling in to talk about her book, The Feminist Guide to Raising a Little Princess, How to Raise a Girl Who's Authentic, Joyful, and Fearless, Even If She Refuses to Wear Anything But a Pink Tutu. So if you missed any part of this, it will be up on my show blog. There's a complete description of the book and some links on my show blog, getthefunkadshow.kuci.org. And up next, I uh, had a chance to talk with actress Noelle Wells. She's been in Master of None. She's been on Saturday Night Live. And she was joining me to talk about her directorial debut of Mr. Roosevelt. So here we go.